Today, I'd like to take you to the Bible and let's look at the very first words of Jesus that are recorded in the Bible. If we are going to say only Jesus, I want us to go because I did not, I never saw him physically. I don't know whether you did. Hmm. <laughs> I never saw him, but I believed in him. <laughs> you understand? I mean, I've, I've been to Bethlehem before, but they said he was born in a manger. They took me there. I don't know whether it's the real manger that he was born. I never saw the man. I never heard his voice, but I've heard a voice of his word. I've heard a voice of his spirit that I've believed in him. And therefore, the only way I can learn from him, the only way I can be like him, the only way I can pursue to be like him is to follow his words that are recorded in the word of God. And I want to bring you to this central theme again. Only Jesus is not simplistic at all. Don't see it as very simple at all. I tell you, without him, you can do nothing. Without him, all the pursuits that you are making will come to no thing. So I want to encourage you that you take a special attention of your worship to God. Charles, Minister Charles, let me say something to you. People now have found or formed a way of living for God that are not centrally patterned after the teachings and the works and the walk of Jesus. We're going to look at the first words of Jesus that, were, that, that was actually recorded. In fact, the gospel of Mark was the first one that was written, not Matthew. The first gospel, I don't take you to Bible school, that was about 30, 30 years ago. The first gospel, synoptic gospel, that was written, was actually recorded, written by Mark, was Mark's gospel. So if you're going to look at the first words of Jesus that was recorded, or that was recorded, we'll find it in Mark chapter 1, verse 15 to 16. But we'll not be looking at that, but let's read it, and I'll take you back to his first words. Today, I decided I'm not going to have an outline at all, but I'm going to speak by the Holy Spirit. And uh, not that when it's recorded, it's all by the Holy Spirit. Mark chapter 1, <laughs> verse number 15 to 16. And I want us to know the context. Why Jesus said what he said. And why he said what he said. Very important. If it's only Jesus, then our life must be parting after Jesus. Because we are, we are the, your, your church coming, your stu- Bible study, your, your service to God, your relationship with God is all to become like him. It's not just to have another house. It's not just to be married and have another baby. It's not just to have the worldly goods and live a life of prosperity. But it's to be like him. Say amen. So your growth, your everything must be like him. You are growing to become like him. I say your growth must be like him. So therefore, let us watch our growth and where we are. How, where are you in Christ? How are you? If I ask you, how are you, pastor? How are you in Christ Jesus? Who you are? <laughs> you understand? Wait, I know who I am. 
I know who I am. Really, do you know who you are? Do you know whose life you are patterned yourself after? Do you know whose life, what life you, you find yourself in? You understand where I'm coming from here? It's Jesus. And his first words were this. And are this. He says, the time, and, it, and I'm, I'm, I'm reading the reds in my Bible. It's easier for me, isn't it? If I were to search this. Mark chapter 1, verse number 50, recorded. The first words recorded by him. But these are not his first words in life. That, that is also, that are also recorded. We'll get there. He says, the time promised by God has come at last. He announced, the kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. <laughs> that was, that was, these are his first words recorded by the apostles, by the apostle Mark. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Hallelujah. Emphasis there. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. And so therefore, Jesus Christ here, recorded here by Mark, has a motive by the question he was asked. There was something that was on his heart. <laughs> what was in his heart is the salvation of mankind. The assignment that he had been called to do. And the changing of minds of people and the turn of hearts to him. Very important. That is why it's very important that we catch the heartbeat of God, heartbeat of Christ. We want to be like him. Very important. It's only Jesus. All these things are making us to understand that if it's only Jesus, then whatever about him is so important that we cannot ignore. Are you listening? If it's only Jesus that we all, only Jesus can save, only Jesus can save, hallelujah. We don't sing about it in how. We sing these songs with a meaning. He says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, hallelujah. Repent of your sins and believe the gospel. Now, let's go to his first words that are recorded in the Bible found in Matthew chapter 3. Um, no, I think it's, I'll look at Luke. Um, uh, it's Luke. Let's look at Luke. Luke, let's look at Luke. We'll be able to find what he said when he was um, confronted by, is it Luke? And I'll get, quickly get it for you. Luke chapter 2, verse number 49. This is what I've also seen recorded in scriptures about his life traditionally. He was about 12. He went with his parents to Jerusalem. <laughs> and then when they went there, he somehow got lost, they thought. But he found himself in the synagogue. And then when they were searching for him, I read from verse number 48. He says, his parents did not know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic searching for you everywhere. I'm looking for, I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. These are his words. These are his first words, I believe, recorded when he was 12. He had not started his ministry yet. This Jesus that we are talking about. This Jesus that whose life we've, we've, we've eaten and imbibed in us that we'll live for 
<laughs> Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not alive. For the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. I'm crucifying him. This Jesus Christ we are talking about. It's only Jesus we are talking about. Jesus Christ of Nazareth who can save us, can heal us, can direct us, can give us hope, can give us joy, can give us growth, can give us love, can give us everything that we need in this life. Jesus, this Jesus I'm talking about to you today. I know you are somewhere 40 years in the Lord. Listen to me today, please, by the Holy Ghost. He says, but why did you need to search? He asked, did you know that I must be in my father's I hope you probably have caught where I'm going to now. Jesus Christ came on this earth, and at the age of 12, 12 years old today, is considered as a child amongst us. You can't leave a 12-year-old alone in the house. Those of you who are doing that, be very careful. The home alone, 12 years, is still a child. 12 years cannot marry. If you have anything to do with a 12-year-old, you'll be prosecuted and you'll be incarcerated. I don't know how many years. Incarcerated is put in prison, isn't it? I'm watching my words carefully. Not castrated, but incarcerated. 12 years is still a child. But listen to these 12 years that got missing, that the parents didn't know where he was found him and said it to his parents. Today, if your 12-year-old child will tell you this, what will you tell you? Something, what, something, you go about your father's business. Where do you come from? And if you come from where I grew from, the tribe I came from, you see he's a witch, especially he's a, a girl, a witch. You are talking like, look at, like I'll say it in my dialect, please, online. It's like, you like talking big things too much. 12 years old. Jesus Christ discovered his purpose. He was at a place that he realized that he was at the right place at the right time. And his parents even did not know. He says, he says what? He says, I must be, I must be, I must be, I must be, I must, I should. This is the place I should be. I must be in my father's house to do my father's business. Where are you? Age 50. Where are you? Age 60. What can you say about this? That in life, has life been changed? That you have been so engrossed with life that your business, your, your job, your family, you are so weighed down with family issues to the extent that you are missing out on where you are supposed to be. Listen to me. Your life, Paul said this, not because Paul was in ministry. He said, the life that I now live, so every life that you live, there's no a separate life from your job. I'm telling you, there's no separation. Wherever you are, you carry the presence of God with you. Remember that. Those of you who have separated your, I'm sorry to say this, separated your job from your life with God. Wherever you are, wherever you are, I'm telling you, wherever you are. And I'm not saying because I'm a pastor, you say, oh, pastor, because you are in that category. No, 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 no. Because 
I'm a pastor, but I'm also trying to do things that you are doing. You think, you know what I'm saying? I'm also <laughs> little business investing. So, so I know. But my life everywhere is a life of Christ. He says, I must be in my father's house. Although that was a physical synagogue. Right now, his presence is in you. But wherever you are, you carry his presence around you. And if you're going to talk about spiritual house, the coming together of the believers is a spiritual house. The family of God, where you'll be all the time. Making time. You see, see, Jesus Christ, if we're going to be like him, if we're going to enjoy life like him, if we're going to be used in miracles and be used in life and everything, yeah, we need to have this attitude of him, following after him. His words so powerful, his words were so cho- chosen nicely, carefully, you understand what I'm saying, at the right time. Jesus could have said something different. Oh, mommy, daddy, oh, I'm not lost, though. I'm hanging around here. I just want to sit around here. You know what? They were saying some things here that I found very interesting. He didn't say that. He, that what he said to his father was an, almost an insult to a culture. They don't make sense. I must be in my father's my father's house. They say, I'm, "I'm not Joseph, your father. Where you are right now is a synagogue. This is not Joseph's house. This is not Joseph and Mary's house. This is a house of somewhere. Some some people, older people with beards, that they are there. What are they telling you? It didn't make sense. We see, we read about him, but we don't read about go deeper." To learn ab- about of him. All that we want is his words that will encourage us. <laughs> Give and it shall be given unto you. You understand? That's good. We'll get there. By the words of Jesus when it was uttered. Didn't you know? That's very interesting. Though. He made his parents so foolish. So, so, didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? Hey! Joseph and Mary. Didn't the angel say, didn't the angel tell you, Mary, that the, 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 the one that is in you is of God? Didn't you know? Joseph and Mary, didn't you go to Sunday school somewhere? Have you, have you missed the synagogue? Didn't they tell you there's a Messiah that was coming? That you, Mary, you, the, when the angel came, right, came he, he told you something. Have you forgotten? But these are the words of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one that we should emulate, the one who is leading us, the one's examples that we should follow, the ones whose words are so powerful that we should follow. If you are clapping, clap to God. This is not me. And therefore, we, as we're growing in him, as people, we should realize that the house of God is important to him than anything else, to be in his house continually. Because in his house that you have fellowship, that you learn, that you know, that you grow. Amen. Hallelujah. The first one that was recorded was when Mark said that, what, what did Mark, uh, Mark say? Suffer me and all that, and I will get there, that it must be fulfilled as God. So Jesus Christ wanted to fulfill God's purpose. Amen. I, I want to say this here as onset. In your life, the first thing that you have to realize is that you have to fulfill God's purposes concerning your life. 
So your worship to God is God's purposes for your life. Your loving God is his purpose for your life. Your loving one another is his purpose for your life. You know, building mansions, going to build orphanages are very good. These are purposes that you have to pursue. I'm sorry. But the primary purpose you on earth is continually grow to become like Christ. Amen. So you can do other things if it's minus becoming like Christ. Doing his purposes, you missed it. In fact, in, 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 in Mark, when he said in Mark chapter, is it chapter 1, verse 15 to 16, when it was, I think it was when he was going to be baptized, was it that? That he said it must be, it must be suffered. No, 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 let me go to Matthew chapter 3. I'm going to Matthew chapter 3, verse 15. Let's follow on with some of these words. Matthew chapter 3. Let's now go to Matthew. Recorded, first of all, by Matthew. Matthew chapter 3, verse number 15. Are you still here? If you are here, say the loudest amen. amen. Hallelujah. Here, we, let me read from verse number 13. Matthew chapter 3, verse number 13. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. John said, I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you. Why? Because John was the, the baptizer. Or his ministry was baptizing people. That's why it's called John the Baptist. It's easy. <laughs> and so he thought everybody that was baptized... You know, of course, they should come to Jesus. Realized that, but Jesus, John realized that Jesus. He saw what was in Jesus. He knew that. Look, John was older than Jesus, but the the age didn't matter. He recognized the 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 purpose of the Son of God, and saw the magnitude of his ministry and his work on earth. The importance of this man. So when he came in, he was fulfilling purpose. You see, he, 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 you see, Jesus Christ was somebody who submitted to the authority of God everywhere he was. Amen. And so he said, but Jesus said, it should be done. It should be done. This one should be done. John, this one should be done. Yes, maybe you know that I'm the I'm Messiah. Maybe, yes, you know that I'm the one that's been sent to, to save the world. This one should be done. For we must carry out all that God, all that God requires. Jesus Christ was prepared to do that which was a requirement of God. Now we want to be like him, only him, Jesus, to follow him, to follow after him, and to be blessed by him, we have to do what he did. And we have to speak and think and behave as he did. Fulfilling God's purposes. It says God's promise. God's requirements. Do you actually think of God's requirements in your life? In your marriage? In your seeking for a job? In everything that you do? In your relationships, in your service, do you do that which requires God? That that has God what requires of you? 
Do, are you doing God's bidding? It means obedience. Jesus Christ wanted to obey God, wanted to obey the requirements at that time. He obeyed the rules. He was under the Old Testament law, but he was prepared to actually live under the law at that time until he died and got it. You know something? He was. At a point, he actually, uh, we will look at some of them anyway as we follow. So looking at the first words of Jesus, looking at, no, let's me, let me take you to the next words that came out. I, I'm, I, I did a study on this. Just looking at the words of Jesus, his responses, why he said what he said. You understand what I'm saying now? I, mean, I, just, I was just going through the mind. I said, Lord, Spirit of God, give me wisdom. When he sat down there, and his first message, the disciples came. Even before that, the devil wanted to talk him or to tempt him out of it. Let's look at Matthew chapter 4, please. Matthew chapter 4. So in, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 15, we move on. We're looking at the words of Jesus. That's what we're doing now. Matthew chapter 4, please, quickly. Whilst all these are going on there, <laughs> the devil wanted to just stop him. The devil wanted to stop Jesus in his tracks from the beginning. Before his ministry, before he started anything, the devil wanted to just to restore everything. So the devil has been around all this while. <laughs> it's not just your time. <laughs> he's been tempting you. He's been tempting us. He's been tempting Jesus. Even Jesus, he tempted. So one of the things that I learned is that the devil is not afraid of anybody. He will go. He will come to you and try you. <laughs> when you think you are fully charged with fasting and prayers, 40 days, Zakabu, Sabataya, Makaya, now you know that no devil can touch you. Have you been there before your seven days one? Even your three days? <laughs> Where you eat half of it. The devil cannot touch me. <laughs> you understand? And then you realize that you have powerful, my God, look look at me. You quote scriptures, you can quote other scriptures, pray in tongues like you know what? You know what? Somebody I said, I saw something. I saw something on social media. They said somebody was saying that people in Africa and people in the Western world, you know, when they pray. They just say, oh, Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory that you blessed us with life. Thank you for giving us all that. But when you go to Africa, <laughs> especially Ghana, and how the guy did it, I like that, because the guy was so slim, not like me now, you know. The guy was so slim. So the guy just took a two steps back. He said, in Africa, Ghana, they go like this, ready. So what he was saying is <laughs> Africa, why are we disturbing God like this? And after we do it, Kabate, we go, we are corrupted, <laughs> we <are> lying, <laughs> we are cheating, <laughs> we are stealing because of hardship. And I went somewhere, they were praying. And I, I know what, I pick up this, I enjoyed it. Look, I'm saying something, please. I'm not saying that the way they pray there, there's no power there. Because, you know, listen to me carefully. Bible says we should pray energetically. 
and earnestly. The Bible says, out of the mouth, out of the heart, proceed the mouth speaks. So if your heart is energized, you will go, irabakate, irabakate. it will come out of your mouth. But please, that is not the only way that can bring you results. It comes from the heart of belief. You can be shouting and not believing, shouting and not doing the right thing and following the principles. And so, here, uh, where am I now? <laughs> Talking about prayer, tempting Jesus. And you know that you think that he will not come to tempt you. Let's look at Matthew chapter 4, please. He will come. All the time, especially when you feel everything is all right. <laughs> after all night, after you fasted all night, you go to your car. I remember one time, after all night, I finished that, I went to my car, my car has been broken into, the radio was gone. You know those that, the radio that you can pull and all that, my dusting cherry, the, those plastic one, yeah, EPW643T, 643T, EPW643T at the end. That thing, Sherry, 1988, 89. The car had front that had plastic there because it was coming off. After I finished praying, my radio. At Edmonton Temple. In fact, that car was named by a member of the church. He's still, he's still there, he's in the South London, no mention names. The radio was taken out. After praying all night, we fasted. That time I was so energetic. I come to church, I don't wait, come to You know those, I come in, so I brought that. It is well. I walked out there. 5.30, the radio was gone. So what I was praying, the guy was stealing. <laughs> what happened to you? So don't kid yourself. As if after you prayed, everything is fine. Come to grace. Some people just give in and cave in anyhow. Why is this thing happening to me? The temptation of Jesus. Matthew chapter 1, chapter 4, verse number 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. To be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Listen, traditionally, all this while, Jesus was a human being. He was talking. I'm sure he was talking. He was, but these are words that actually were recorded for us. So we're looking at them critically here. Here, the devil tempted him. And for reason, for, for me, Jesus knew who he was. Jesus knew who he was. He knew that he was the son of God and he was the son of man. He knew it. He knew that he was called now he's, he's to, to save mankind. He knew it. But when the devil came to him, he did not rely on his, in his own strength. 
He relied totally on the living word of God. So, it's only Jesus. It's to become like him. We have to realize the importance of God's word in our lives. That we don't take this for granted, no matter how old we are, even in the Lord. I woke up this morning, I started quoting scriptures. I looked at myself in the mirror. I said, I said, I said, I'll use this word. I don't know about that, but I'm wonderfully made by God. Look, I, Father, you know, sometimes you, if you're not careful, you'll be weighed down with, with all confidence in you. Your confidence can go low because of other issues. A mere, a mere football match can even kill your joy. A mere football match, some of us. Not me, though. I know it's online. Football match. Football game. The one you support. Liverpool playing Leicester. I said, I will not watch this one. I don't want to spoil my heart. Uh, sometimes I'll just sneak my, my, my eye. will go for that and I'll press it and see. Oh, nil, nil. I'll look at me again. No, one nil. Then 10 minutes or 12 minutes, one one. I said, oh my God, look at that. I said, I will not even watch it. So I made myself happy. I encouraged myself. So that I just watched it last week. Full time, I went 2-1. You know what that did to me? My joy just erupted. I started praying in tongues. As my tongues increased like boo. Yeah, my God is good. My God. My Saturday was not destroyed. It's a mere football. People are cashing in millions. I need three million. We need three million to pay off this building. Some, somebody will just get about this thing. I said to myself, what's happening to me? Temptation. <laughs> and I started quoting the scriptures. After that, I am wonderfully made by God. After I've won that match, I was created in Christ Jesus. You see, you're not careful. You're so saying, uh, after you've won the thing, after thing, you are happy, that is where you're. Just, no, but in the midst of crisis, the Bible says, and David encouraged himself. So Jesus quoted the Old Testament scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 6, 7 and 8. He says, man shall not live by bread alone. But by, he says, people do not live by bread alone. But by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And he went on and on and on. And the, the second one was, you must not test the Lord your God. And they said, go, get out of here, Satan. For the scripture says, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Jesus Christ rebuked the enemy. He did not dilly-dally with the enemy. Some of you are dilly-dallying. This is hot. Hell, it will go. Some, he, some things will not go until you have spoken to it. Amen. I'm learning from him. He should have said, oh, I am the son of God. So nothing can touch me. He will never get me. I'm called for a purpose. How can the son of man who is going to save mankind sin? He could have said that, but he opened his mouth. Uh, he, he did what? He opened his mouth. So if you are, think you are, you are, you don't, you are not, you don't talk that much. Some of us feel that this is my, like, this is my attitude. Oh, me, I don't talk that much. Hey, talk. Amen. When the need comes, talk. Say something. I like that. Say, say, say something. Tell your neighbor, say something. Say the right thing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes, if the enemy is trying to use your spouse, 
You can just turn around, not her or him, and begin to rebuke the enemy behind that. So he tells her, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't, don't pray for his hearing or her hearing. That's not good. I've done it before. That's, that, that will not help. <laughs> you know, you understand what I'm saying now? <laughs> when things are not right, and then you go and, just, and then say, in the name of Jesus, you see your, 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 your wife coming. That you want your wife to hear that you are praying for her. And sometimes, even against her, I bind the enemy that's behind this marriage. Father, my wife, the way she's behaving, Father, I don't know what is happening. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, the spirit behind this thing. Oh my God, this is not what I bargained for. <laughs> By the time you finish, you should be praying for another prayer. <laughs> So you have to be very wise. <laughs> Jesus chose his words very carefully. But you have to say something. Do not make your mouth be lazy. You know how many times I'll be speaking against certain things behind this church? Speaking against certain things. I don't keep my mouth I, I, Somebody told me about a dream. I just didn't say, oh, the Lord will do it. I picked up scriptures there, and I began to speak against it. We're learning from Jesus. We are learning from him. He says, if thou shalt say, if thou shalt say, if thou shalt say, if thou shalt say to this mountain, if thou, not thou shalt think, or thou shalt meditate. Because you can be meditating. Some people meditate more than they sleep. They say they are meditating, they are snoring. And they wake up, they wake up, they don't say anything. And this, we see what prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful because we are saying something. That, it's not because of, because it's a, prayer is saying something to God and saying something to situations. That's what it is. Right, I'm telling you, in prayer. That's why you can be amongst people who are praying, you are quiet, nothing will happen to you. You have to speak. Sometimes you have to deliver and save your own self. Amen. When I say inverted comments, you have to do it. Nobody can do it for you. That's where growth comes in. God gave you your mouth. You see, you got saved by believing and by speaking. Hmm. Many people believe, but only little or small speak. Now, it said that if you believe something for 30 days, that's what, you know, traditionally, you know, if you believe something for 30 days and you speak it for 30 days, you will start doing them. It will have effect on your life. So speaking is very important. That is why I say death and life. Now I'm finishing very soon. Death and life, they are in the power of the tongue. Today, I just wanted to, to learn something about Jesus. That will increase your life. Amen. Be careful what you say. That's why, cha, 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 over the phone. Cha, 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 
chat over the phone. We can pray for you. Everything will be fine. Then you destroy everything by your own words. You're not clapping. You, you, you can't clap because you know. No, no, I'm not asking you to clap. <laughs> no, it's true. We destroy things without, oh, look at it again, oh, what again? You, the thing has not happened yet. You know what? Sometimes you can pray for something and everything looks like it's fine. And you step out, the enemy will come break something in there. What the enemy tries to do is to destroy your belief and your confession. And so that which you have believed and have confessed and have, you know, have believed that it will happen, he brings up, you think we said, you said that he's gone. No, because when the devil came to Jesus, the first temptation, you know, sometimes I just don't know whether it all happened the same time. When I read scriptures, I read very well. He was there for 40 days. The Bible did not tell us that after the 40 days, how long he spent before leaving the mountain. And so I don't know whether everything, that is, it could be like two, three days. The enemy tried, first of all, to come to him. When he started the first one, he rebuked him, the enemy, the enemy did not give up. That's how it is. You thought he rebuked him, and therefore the enemy said, ah, look at what I've come to now, I'm going now. No, he turned around again. That's what the enemy will do to you. He comes to you once, and you think everything is fine, he will not stop, he will come back again. And so you don't stop speaking. Amen. What the enemy will come to do is to make you to change your confession of faith. Oh, I've prayed about this. Oh, oh no, look at what is happening. Oh, what a game. And the devil says, uh-huh, I've got him now. I've got her. Make you to cry. Then your hand, hey, what is happening to me? Oh, look at, you know, he'll bring you pictures that will seem as if this thing is not going to go away. But your confession of faith, as we learn of Jesus, he spoke. Amen. So your believing was, your salvation was believing and by speaking. And your life in Christ Jesus will continually be believing and speaking. Because whatever you believe, you speak. Whatever you speak, you keep on believing. And whatever you're speaking and you're believing, you do. And whatever you're doing, you'll be believing and you'll keep speaking. And whatever you're doing, you'll be speaking, you'll be keeping doing. And whatever you believe, you'll be speaking and you'll be speaking. That is how your salvation is. You believe and you speak. May your life be transformed by Jesus. May your life this week be transformed by only Jesus. That as we walk, Father, in his principles, that your life will be blessed. That you become victorious. That you will not just be a follower, but you'll be a leader. You will show example to people. People, you, people will imitate you. They will see your faith and give glory to God. They will watch your purity, your work of purity, your work of faith, your words of confession, the power of confession. God is making you to lead. And God it will bless your life and will increase you on every side. May God bless you and keep you. Oh, may God not shine upon you and give you breakthrough. Come on, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. No weapon fashion against you shall prosper. And no tongue that shall rise up against you, you shall condemn. I, I confess this scripture all the time. I know, I know so many other scriptures I can go. But I said this one will keep you. You understand? This one, what I know will keep me so busy. God will bless you and keep you. Shout amen again. And be seated. Come on. Come on.